this is uh, David Mullins, and I'm here with Jeff Newton. And we are two middle-aged pastors discussing stuff. And it's been a while since we've done a podcast, I think. It has been a while. A lot of things have happened since we've done our last podcast. I've like uh, slept many nights and got up many mornings. Well, that that's good to hear. And uh, I sh- just on the technical side of things, I'm in Kentucky. And uh, even though we're on, like, high-speed network on both sides of the call, uh, it seems like our connection isn't quite as clear. And so you might be hearing some garbles and stuff, and I'll try to clean that up, but some of it still might remain when this is all over. So I apologize in advance. Oh, the 15th time we started this one, right? It is. It is. We, we probably started this maybe three or four times, mm-hmm. and it just isn't working. I, I do have another apology that I need to uh, throw out there. What would that be? On the last podcast that's online, I said you could email us at tmap at gmail.com. And I found out that with Gmail, you need more than four letters for the email. So uh, I changed it to tmapmail at gmail.com, and that is our email address. So that's t mapmail at gmail.com. That would be correct, Jeff. You are correct once again. So uh, shoot us out an email, and if you do, we may t- might, might take time to, uh, to, to answer it, or maybe you can suggest a topic for us. Yeah, we might even take time to read it. Hey, that would be cool. <laughs> and uh, if you don't want your name read on, online for the other 14 people to hear, uh, just let us know, and we'll, we'll kind of make a name up. Yeah. Hey, look, we got an email from George W. Bush. Look at that. Oh. <laughs> already. Already. Just already. came up already. Get it right out there. Oh, you haven't even put this up yet, have you? No, I haven't. So This isn't live, is it? No. No, it's not live. Well, <laughs> it is, but when they listen to it, it will be recorded, hopefully. Okay, then I guess it wasn't George. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say that if you can't remember the email, uh, it is also on the website. And I, I think I put it up there. If not, I will. That's good. So, Jeff, what have you been up to? What what has been going on in your life recently? Basically, I've been sleeping and getting up. I know you've been doing more than that. You, you took a little trip, didn't you? Yeah, I, I went down to uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I did it to uh, Opperland, USA. I stayed in the, the Gaylord Opperland Hotel. That sounds like fun. For several days. It's kind of big, though. It's a big, very large place. There's 5,000 rooms. And every night when my room would go back to our room, we would get lost every single night. Every (laughs) single night. Don't they have numbers on the rooms? Yeah, they do. But they have the same numbers. Like there's the, I don't know, I just can't describe it to you. It's just amazing. And it's just a lot of, and we were on G4106. Well, there's also A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. Okay. <laughs> and so you could be in different buildings and not think you're in your own building. But they're all connected. So, And I was with a guy in a, in a wheelchair, and so we would follow these long ways and get to the end of these steps. And we'd turn all the way around and go back <laughs> to find the elevator. <clears throat> 5,000 rooms. That's more rooms than the number of people that live in my city. Yeah, it is. It's, it's just a huge huge place like i wish i could even describe it's just huge um now were, so, were you there on on holiday or vacation 
Yeah, I was. No, I was there on a conference or a congress on event. I don't know. What's the difference between? A, can you answer this question? I've been. This has been puzzling me, David. What's the difference between a conference and a congress? I was there on a congress on evangelism. Oh, a congress. That's when you make plenty of decisions. I think congress makes decisions, right? I don't know. I didn't decisions except what I had to eat, you know, for breakfast or lunch. That's about decisions I made while I was there. Okay, well, that's at least three decisions a day. Well, actually, it could be up to six. Yeah, we were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a conference. I felt like it was a conference, but they call it a congress. Okay. Now, now we were talking uh, a few days ago, and I think this is kind of pertinent. Uh, the the R, I think it's the RIAA, the ones over the movies. They're lamenting the fact that uh, our listeners, everyone who's listening to us, are they're not going to movies like they used to. And the RIAA believes they know why people aren't going to the movies. Why is that? Because people are downloading all their movies off the Internet. Why would I want to watch a nasty movie off the Internet that's really bad quality? And we used to live in a town. We had a flea market nearby us, and <clears throat> everywhere... You know, you could go there and buy those movies, and our, we never bought any because we knew it was illegal. But friends would buy them and give them to us, and we could watch them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't buy. Them. We never bought one. Okay. Uh, and so the quality is kind of bad. Yeah, I I haven't seen any, but I've heard that you know some of them have people getting up in the middle. You know, you can like see someone's head popping up. Uh, it, and I just wonder about the whole thing that you, you go to a movie theater, there's like 30 speakers surrounding you. Uh-huh. And, you know, the ones off the Internet, I think it's basically mono, just just whatever the camera can pick up. That's, that's right. Just what I got. Yeah. And, and so I have a hard time believing that people are going to stop going to these movies because they'd rather watch them on their computer screen. Believe that. What do you think might be the real reason why people don't go to the movies as much? Uh, because there's no good movies to go see. Yeah. You think that would make it? They're bad movies. There's nothing worth watching. I I think that could be it. I thought about this, and actually, I didn't just think about this. I've I've read what other people are saying in response to this whole uh, issue, and they're saying that a lot of the movies coming out of Hollywood just aren't that good and uh, the fact that you know many people make the decision well that's a movie like uh, like King Kong apparently King Kong is one that people want to go see in the theaters but some of the other ones they'll just wait until the DVD comes out yeah yeah that's I think that's the way to go so I started thinking is there a correlation between fewer people going to the movies and fewer people going to church I think there's a I think there is I think uh, the same problem happens that what's happening in the church is not good, so people don't go. Is it an entertainment thing in the church? Is, do you think it's, it's because no, we're not think, entertaining people? No, I think it's the problem. You think I what's could, the problem? I think that people that go to church expect to experience God. And they get the same experience sleeping in bed. They do in church often. Okay. Okay, so it's kind of the I can experience God in church or I can experience God in bed. Or is it I don't experience God in church and so I can just not experience God in bed? 
they could think of the same thing, whether sleeping in church or sleeping in bed, didn't really matter. <laughs> Just a bit more comfortable in bed. <laughs> yeah. So why bother? Why bother? So what does the Conference on Evangel or the Congress, I'm sorry, Congress on Evangelism says that we, we ought to be doing about this problem? Well, they have a lot of things. And I just looked up the word Congress uh, in my dictionary because I want to make sure I understood what Congress was. Yeah. Are you there? Yes. Yeah, okay. So there's four, five definitions, very quickly. One's a formal assembly of representatives to discuss problems. Oh. Is that, that might fit. That one, might fit. One's a national legislative body no. that rules a nation. No. Number four. The act of coming together or meeting. Yeah. Could be. Now, number five, and I'm not kidding when I say this. Number five, sexual intercourse. <laughs> That's what it says right there. Oh, man. We weren't there for number five either, so I think it was more. <laughs> One or sorry. four. I I can't come to the meeting tonight. I'm in Congress. I That's don't know. right. I don't know. That's what it says. Never heard that before. Well, that explains a lot with our government now, doesn't yeah, it? A, yeah, that that makes a whole new gives a whole new light. And it could be an adjective too. It could be an adjective <laughs> congressionally. Congressional. Oh man. I'm glad you looked that up, Jeff. That just made my night. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So what, <laughs> what did the Congress on Evangelism have to say about this? Well, they have a belief. I mean, they were, there was a lot of, I want to preface this by saying there's a lot of good things that happened there, and there were a lot of good people there. I think everybody had a desire. Uh, they believed what they were saying and all that kind of thing. It was authentic. However, I think that they missed a lot of what's going on in the world today, and I think that I think that their type, their style of evangelism that they were pr promoting is not conducive to what's happening today. For example, you know they have like the four spiritual laws, and they had a like a Rubik's cube that you do with somebody to lead them to Christ. Um, it was very modern in their in their approach, and very modern in their worship time. We had worship many times. And it felt like I was on a Gaither cruise, and I was supposed to put a tip up in the piano man's jar. <clears throat> so it was just a little, you know, a, a little more modern than I would like to have been a part of. But um, now, now, when you when you talk about modern, maybe we should. And I can't remember what we've done on the other podcast, but uh, the the feeling is that, that within our century, uh, somewhere around the 1930s, they're thinking. A shift has taken place. Now, the shift that's taken place really hasn't been felt until like the 70s, at least in the church. And, and what they're calling the shift right now is uh, postmodern, right? Or postmodernity, I think is the correct pronunciation. But, uh, and, and what they're saying is that the modern approach and the postmodern approach are, are different. I would say yes, very much different. And the modern approach is what's I, when I, when I think about it. One thing that I see is they they try to put everything into some sort of system. You know, you can figure the system out, and there's a certain way that things work, and you go through these steps, and you can dissect it, and you can look at the problems. But postmodernism 
people really don't look at it as a system. They're more apt to look at the mystery and ambiguities and the tensions and various things. Yeah, I, I read one place, somebody boiled it, they said they boiled it down to, um, in, the modern, in the modern era, uh, information was power. Information, if you could get information yeah. to people, that's what they needed. They just needed the information to make decisions and make decisions for Christ or whatever. In the postmodern modern part, um, it's more of, um, more of experience or more of being in the process. They talk a lot about being in process toward Christ, actually, and it's not so much the destination as it is the journey. How do you live to get there? Yeah. And so it's a little bit different. You don't really have to to be on the journey in, in the postmodern uh, era is not necessarily knowing everything. Before right. you start, in the in the modern era, it's kind of like you have to know certain things, and then once you know them, you can start. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing you mentioned process. Uh, it, it seems like under the modern framework, uh, you know, you work to get that one decision. But I think under postmodernity, people would say, "I'm making thousands of decisions each and every day." Mm -hmm. It's not because I made a decision back there somewhere. It's because today I'm making this decision and I'm moving closer to something, or in the Christian sense, to someone being Christ. Uh, and so the old language of are you in or are you out, are they you know, Christian or are they not Christian, kind of fades away a little bit. And, and the question becomes, am I moving closer to something or further away? Right, and I think... I think if you use a, a modern term of conversion, I think you have multiple conversions every day. Yeah. And and um, most people think it's a once in a, a lifetime thing, and I don't think it is. I think it's a constant process where you're making decisions, like you said, over and over and over again. Yeah, and, and I guess my fear is I I, I think the the methods of the uh, the modern church are effective for some. But I think that group is becoming smaller and smaller, and there's becoming more and more people that are, are, are actually siding over with a postmodern framework. And for those folks, the, the old way of doing things just doesn't, doesn't make sense. It just doesn't compute. Right. And, it, I don't, and a lot of times people say it's young folks in the postmodern uh, framework, like you were saying. But in reality, I think it's a... It's a cultural shift. It's way bigger right. than a certain age. I think that people younger are more apt to adapt to it. Right. But I, and, but I, don't, I think everybody, everybody lives in it, and everybody's affected by it, no matter how old or how young you are. I, I agree. I agree. And, and I think I would want to say, I'm going to start pronouncing it the way I hear other people pronounce it, uh -huh. just so I don't look like an idiot, I guess. Uh -huh. But I'm, I guess I've looked like an idiot before. But anyway, uh one of the things, you know, some people will look to the mega churches uh -huh. or these huge churches and think that they've got it right. I think most of those folks are still under the modern framework. I agree. Uh, Great. I agree. Go ahead. What I find interesting is when some of them try to have a, a, a post-modern or post-modernity, you know, one of those post-services, uh, and, and sometimes they even call it emergent because the emergent church is another area. Uh, but, but I think they're barking up the wrong tree, so to speak, because most of the, the, the postmodern folks uh, basically reject the largeness. Exactly. They're looking for smallness. 
Um, and I think that the mega church is like the last is for most of them, I would, probably all of them, it's the last hurrah for mo- for the modern era. Um, yeah. And they've just kind of built, maybe some of the be museums to that era. But in the, what are some, what? okay, Dave, give me some characteristics of modern, what you see in a megachurch, a couple, maybe I'll give a couple, what you see in a megachurch that reminds you of the modern era. Well, I, I think one thing is there's a very strong systematic approach. Uh, you know, they, they can take what they've done and package it up and, and give and, and you know give it to other folks and say, well, here is kind of like the secret secret or the plan to to reach these people and to do this, and uh, and that's one of the big things that I see. And I, I think what they've done is they figured out the secret to modernity, and they've packaged it up and it works. But the problem is, like you said, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like at its ultimate peak at that point. Right. And they don't really give it away, usually. Well, no, they don't. Usually they don't really give it away. <laughs> I was trying to be kind. <laughs> it's, usually, it's usually expensive. And then um, I, what I think of the, of the mega church in, in modern, in the modern entity, is, um, is often the sermons are reflective of... You do five things and you're going to have a better marriage, yeah. or four things to have better children, and and sometimes the Bible is there. I mean, there's always the Bible, but it's not really uh, the centerpiece. It's like using the Bible to prove your point instead of yeah, just the, letting the Bible speak. Yeah, and I, and I want I want to be con- because I think the the people doing the 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 mega churches and the churches that are kind of of that mindset, I think. I, I think they're great people. I think their hearts are in the wrong, I mean, the right place. I just think that they have, uh, they're, they're just so entrenched into modernity that it's hard to shift your thinking to a different way of thinking. But I think a lot of people around them are shifting. And I think at some point the church as a whole is going to have to deal with these issues or we're going to be like the RIAA saying, you know what? The reason why people aren't coming here is because of A, and perhaps A is the fact that they just don't care about God, but the real reason is because we're out of step with where they're at. Exactly. And I think the mega churches, when they were formed, that was the main reason they were formed, because they thought they were going to be in step. Right. And, and they, went, they, they went and they talked to people to find out what the people wanted, and that's what they gave them. And I think that is another issue of modernity. I don't think as a church, and and I hope this is heard in the right right spirit, I don't think as a church we should be all about giving people what they want. That's true. Uh, I think people are yearning for God to move in their lives, and a lot of times that doesn't come the way I want it to come. It comes a completely different way. Right. Right, and I, th- and I, I think for me that, Probably the number one, well, not number one. The, the thing that is the most difficult for me to grasp, and I think it's for them it's necessary, but for me it's hard to grasp, is the whole business, business atmosphere that surrounds. When you get, to, you get so large, you have to. I mean, there's no option. Right, right. You start having executives and CEOs, and 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 the the greatest. I haven't read the book, so I'm not going to comment on the book uh, because you, I guess you can't judge a book by its title. But the the book I always chuckle at is uh, Jesus is CEO. Right. Right. That's right. So, you know, so at this evangelism conference, it was more of a, from the modern modern entity point of view. 
Um, but again, the folks there have sincere hearts, and they really want people to come to the Lord. They really want people to grow in Christ and, and all that. And so, um, so you know, at least they're doing something. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's true, see, I guess. But see, they've been doing this for tw- – I guess what's bothering me is they've been doing this for 20 years. And it's really all United Methodists. It really is anybody else. But United Methodists from the it's from the Board of Global Ministries, I think. Okay. Or Board of Discipleship. Board of Discipleship. Oh, okay. They're good people. They're very good people. They do some great things. They do, but they've been doing this for like twenty years or more. And you don't see any I don't see a lot of fruit. Our our denomination hasn't done well over the past twenty years. Right. Not at all. Well we're we're coming up on about 24 minutes. Wow. Uh, I don't know how much I'm going to have to edit out uh, because of the connection. I'll give you a chance to closing words, but I guess my thing would be just people listening to this. I don't know, you know, if you're, you know, a pastor or a lay person in your church, but check out the the postmodernity stuff. It's spelled postmodern. Some people don't believe there's an actual postmodernity yet, but there has been a shift in thinking. Another thing to look at would be a missional church uh, because they have some really good stuff to say. But the reality is that folks are changing. They're still yearning for God. But, but as a church, we need to take a hard look at what we're doing and why we're doing it and really uh, allow God to speak to us in the matter. Exactly. Exactly. And the other, I just, as we leave, I just want um, to remind everyone myself included, that what works in one church does, doesn't mean it will work in another. True. Nor does um, just because something is working doesn't mean it's the best. True. Always. And if um, so, so those are just things to think about. I, I like. To, I wish I could be in conversation with lots of people um, about it, but. Yeah, and and maybe we can put some links up or something uh, if we find some good stuff. I found this. I did find this web page um, that has it's called Forty Days of Posterity. Yeah, <laughs> Forty Days, uh, and it's quotes from a book called The Emerging Church that was written in 1970. Really, it's really really good. Do so, you have a website for that? Yeah, it's. Um, yeah. I do. It's really long. I don't know how to find it shorter. Well, we'll just we'll just stick it on the web page. Okay, but I'm going to close. Yeah, I'm going to close with this. This is a quote from the book. This was written 35 years ago. <laughs> it says the emerging church will not choose up sides in such a fashion. What's my dog? What's he barking at? <laughs> the emerging church will not choose up sides in such a fashion. Rather, it will affirm what is valuable to the people that are there. So it's it's. It's a blending, they say. You have to read okay. it. I'll put put it, cut that part out, but just put it up on the okay. website. I'll, I'll send you the link. I'll leave it in. I'll leave it in. It'll be it's on just the like it's just like my mind just went blank when dog started barking. <laughs> hey, this is real life, you know. This is real life. It's it's real life, and so we'll put that link up on the website. All right, people can read it. Well, this is Jeff Newton, <clears throat> and this is David Mullins. We're just two middle-aged pastors talking about stuff. 